It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. How are we doing, Magic fans? It was a great weekend. The Drafter Math episode is here of Locked on Magic. We're going to talk a little bit about Paolo Bancaro and his approach and his understanding of how he became the number one pick, what's next for him, plus how the math means anything at all. And we'll talk a little bit about Caleb Houston do Magic as well. It is time, my friends, for a Monday edition of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. During the Don Magic, today is June 27th, 2022. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at Orlando's episode of Locked On Magic. Paolo Bancaro, work for the... We talk about what he said during his introductory press conference, which you can see in full on our YouTube channel, if you haven't done so already. Um, we'll talk a little bit about him, what he brings to the table for the Orlando Magic, how the Magic fooled the entire league, including me. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about Caleb Houston as well. We'll start hitting free agency on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic. But if my podcast, NHL, MLB, NFL, and College too, check them out wherever you download podcasts. Search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. I also want to get this announcement in here early. We'll repeat it later on. Um, I owe you all a live episode. I had an issue. I've never set up a live episode using the program that I am using now to record to record my video podcast. Um, I messed something up. I accidentally made my podcast uh, available nowhere. Um, so a lot of people who tried to join the live stream were met with the uh, message that the, uh, that, the, that the video was not available in your area. That was completely my fault. So I owe you all a live episode. And so we're going to do it this Thursday. Starting at around 5.45, we are going to do a live episode of Locked On Magic reacting in real time to all the free agent agent movings this Thursday. This Thursday at 6 p.m. is the opening of free agency. Um, I'm not expecting Magic to do a ton of things, um, but we will be on. We'll talk a little bit about Magic and their free agent targets, what the Magic will what the Magic will ultimately do, if the Magic do anything, react to it in real time and answer all of your questions. So remember... Set your clocks, 5.45 p.m. Eastern Time on Thursday. We'll do a live episode of Locked On Magic. But let's start today by talking about the guy that we all are really excited about. I mean, whether you were a Jabari guy like I was, whether you were a Chet guy, whether you were a Paolo guy, this is still a really exciting moment for the Orlando Magic. As I said, throughout the course of the draft, uh, of the pre-draft run-up, um, there are three really good players in this draft. The Magic got one of those three really good players. And splitting and, and figuring out the differences between them really, to me, was splitting hairs. Um, there was no bad pick. I think I described it early in the draft process as this is a test with no wrong answer. 
It was really about what the Magic wanted. Um, and so ultimately, the Magic decided, hey, we need a go-to scorer. We need a dominant scorer. We need a guy who is we could just get the ball to and will get us a bucket. Something so fundamental that to some extent, I started thinking like, man, I have warned everyone not to overthink things all week long, and I think we overthought things. Um, you know, I, I will. I'd like to go into a little bit more of what I learned during this year's draft process. Um, you know, I, I try to understand my errors and either predicting what how the draft's going to go, or on missing missing or making on on prospects and what to value and what not to value. You know, that's why I came up with my saying of, "Hey, let's focus on what guys can do over what they can't do." That's where I, you know. Kind of came up with the idea of like, hey, don't overthink things. Don't sit with something too long. You make a choice, you make a choice. Um, obviously, even with all those good intentions, we, were still, we still were kind of caught by surprise. And we'll get to some of that a little bit later on. But Paolo Bancaro made his way to Orlando on Friday night, um, or fri- uh, on Friday, um, to meet the media. Uh, really looking like he was on about two hours of sleep. And uh, I think that was a David Steele comment on the Orlando Magic Pod squad. Um, but it really looked like that. His energy was a little bit low. I'm not going to blame him because, A, press conferences are super freaking awkward. Uh, and, B, it was a long night. I mean, Jalen Suggs was was chilling with us um, before the press conference, sitting, sitting right in front of me. Um, you know, uh, he, he, we asked him, like, what that night was like, and he just shook his head and said, it's tiring. It's fun, but it's tiring. But Paolo Bancaro, I think, made some really, really good points um, during the course of that press conference. And, and the biggest one and the biggest takeaway that I had was that, yes, he's the number one pick. Yes, he understands that he is potentially a very good player. But I asked him, what is the biggest thing that he learned from his time at Duke? Uh, A storied program, obviously Coach K's last season last year. What was the biggest thing that he learned from Duke? And he said something that I think was really telling. He said that the thing that I learned at Duke was nothing is given to you. Everything is earned. Everything you have to fight for, you have to take. Um, whether that's the role, whether that's getting a bigger role, whether that's scoring, whether that's whatever. Paolo Bancaro is not arriving in Orlando, necessarily expecting them to hand him the keys. And frankly, I, I don't think he wants that. I think he wants the challenge of earning his keep. And again, you look at what the what the NBA teams do as they do their psych profiles, as they do their personality profiles. They're looking for guys who understand that, who aren't just satisfied to be in the league, who want to be great. Ben Carroll, obviously there's this parallel that was made constantly um, that, that, you know, the Magic, their first, their last three number one picks, all three of the number one picks, two of them became Hall of Famers, the other one, you know, was, the other one was a Hall of Famer. They traded for a guy who would have been a Hall of Famer if not for injury. The The Magic have this great history of number one picks. And it's a pressure that Bancaro is happy to acknowledge. Is happy to say, look, the last three guys that were drafted number one for this, for this franchise all took this team to the finals. All took this team back to, to, to greater heights. And now it's now I want to be part of what makes this team great again. What makes this team so good? What I love about Bancaro is a there there is a calmness, there is a coolness about it. Uh, some people might say it was a lack of energy. Certainly, I think that's understandable. Um, but there is a very calm coolness about the way that he's approaching things. He knows there are bigger things out there. So it 
you know, yes, caught by surprise by the Magic eventually picking him, but by the same token, he understands there's more work to do. And that was, again, my big takeaway, is A, he understands there's more work to do. He understands he has to earn everything in the NBA, that nothing is given to you in the NBA. Certainly, your opponents are not going to hand you anything here in the NBA. And the next thing is he just wants to play. I asked him again what what he was most excited about uh, about coming to the NBA, what he was most excited about experiencing. And he just said, you know, for pre-draft prep, I haven't been able to play. I've been doing a lot of one-on-o workouts, you know, just to stay sharp, just to stay fit. Uh, but, you know, you want to protect your body, you're not playing five-on-five. You're not even playing three-on-three. Paolo seems really excited to just get out on the floor whether that's July 7th for Summer League. Uh, practices obviously start this weekend. I believe they start Saturday, so we'll have a Summer League roster here coming up. Um, whether it starts this starts with Summer League, whether it starts in training camp, Paolo's just eager to play. And again, that's another thing that you like to see from a young player, from a young prospect, that they're eager to play. That all this fluff, all this noise, all this accolades, all, all the other stuff doesn't matter or it's not the most important thing to them what's important is being out on the floor being able to play the game and seeing where the chips land we will have plenty of time to debate through the course of the season whether Paolo Bancaro is the right pick in fact this is going to be one of those drafts where there are those three guys and they're going to be constantly compared to them to each other and that is unfair to them but that's how these narratives are built. Down to three, four years down the road and Jabari Smith is leading the Houston Rockets deep into the playoffs. We're going to have those questions. And it's going to reflect on Jeff Weltman, depending on what the Magic ultimately do. If the Magic are at the same spot, if the Magic are progressing nicely, there won't be those questions. But for sure, Jeff Weltman has staked his job on this draft pick. That was always going to be the case. If this player does not pan out, does not help the Magic advance, does not help them grow into a playoff team, then yeah, for sure, we're going to be dealing with we're going to be dealing with uh, some questions for for the front office and for management. But the Magic have gotten their guy. By all accounts, by all indications, this was their player, and this is a guy that fits what this team culturally wants to do even if it wasn't so clear about that in the pre-draft process. Bancaro is ready to work. That is the big takeaway. He is ready to get on the court. He is ready to earn his place and earn, perhaps, his starter. I just hope he was able to get some sleep this weekend um, so he can get ready for Summer League at the end of the week. We're going to talk a little bit about the Magic's uh, subterfuge efforts. Uh, what they mean, I don't know. Um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs, which are now over, and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, 
including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I think one of the big stories, obviously, that came out of the draft and in the day after the draft was just how the magic just seemed to fool everybody. Up until about half hour before the draft broadcast or 15 minutes before the draft broadcast, everybody of repute or everybody outside of Vegas was convinced the Orlando Magic were taking Jabari Smith Jr., Jabari Smith seemed convinced that they were taking Jabari Smith taking Jabari Smith. Um, Jabari Smith Jr., that is. The Jabari Smith Sr. probably was too, but I, I can't speak to him. Um, the only people that seemed to think that, only people outside the Magic organization that seemed to really believe that Paolo was going to be the number one pick were uh, the bookmakers in Vegas or, or, or elsewhere. Uh, and even they were so skeptical of it that they took down uh, the the betting for the number one pick. The magic fooled everyone. And as Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN said on NBA Today on Friday, this was one of the great stealth draft processes in recent NBA history. So stealthy, in fact, that teams around the league were impressed with how the magic were able to keep their true intentions and their pick for the number one pick, because usually by now, usually the number one pick, everyone kind of knows who it's going to be. And so this was a very unique draft in that sense, where it wasn't clear who the number one pick is, was they were able to keep their intention secret. The league was impressed with what Jeff Weltman and his staff were able to do. Now, the big question that I've gotten is what are the benefits to this? And what were the Magic trying to actually do? Well, first off, I think what should be abundantly clear is the Magic picked Paolo Bancaro either as the guy that they really wanted or the guy that teams are most likely to trade up for. I don't know which one it was. Um, you know, Jeff Waltman, by all accounts, said the team was still trying to figure out who they were going to take deep into the draft process. But, but it was one of those two things. Either the Magic believed Paolo Bancaro was the guy that they wanted all along and everything else was a smokescreen, um, or the Magic believed that teams would trade up for Paolo Bancaro. And that's why Paolo Bancaro was kind of set up for this kind of mystery role, um, this mystery player role that they seem to be seem to be going for. Um, Jeff Wellman kind of said it best Thursday after the draft. Um, you know, when you're playing poker, you don't put all your cards on the table. And while the joke among Magic fandom was, well, you weren't playing poker, you were playing solitaire, um, since you had the first pick in control over the rest of the draft, there is something to that. Look, no team is ever going to outright say who they're going to pick 
before the draft takes place. They don't want they want teams to they want to create enough mystery so that if there is a team that wants to trade up, we'll make a godfather offer. We'll make a big offer. And at least be open to ideas. Now it may take a lot, may take more than an offer you can't refuse to to make that deal, but you want to be open to it. You don't want to close doors on the draft process. Um, and that's really what this is about. You don't want to close doors. And if anything, I think the concern with how the Magic treated Paolo, um, not that the you know the Magic had the choice at the end of the day, but it did kind of feel like they were they were purposely trying to they're, they're certainly making trying to make it look like they had closed the door on Paolo. And to some extent, from what I understand from Paolo's camp, um, is that Paolo's camp felt like that door was closed too. Either that, or they were playing along just as much as anyone else. Um, which again, I don't know why they would. They want Paolo to go number one because he makes more money that way. Again, was this effective? You know, at the end of the day, the Magic got their guy. Um, and I, I think that's most important. That's the result that ultimately matters. The Magic would not do anything if Paolo Bancaro were not their guy. At the end of the day, they picked the player they wanted to target and they were trying to figure out what is the best way to get the most value out of this. Whether... They had some misinformation or whether they had information suggesting Houston was really willing to trade up or or whatnot. That's that's probably what led to this kind of process and this decision making. Um that's probably why they probably, you know, kind of saw that Houston really wanted Paolo. Again, if you watch some reactions from Rockets fans who were bitterly disappointed when Orlando took Paolo Bancaro, though I think they'll be very happy with Jabari Smith Jr. too. Um there might have been something there. Uh, but obviously, Orlando wanted Paolo first. And I think Orlando was hoping that they could sell Houston on Jabari Smith. And, and if they could, then they would make a deal. Ultimately, that deal wasn't there. So a lot of this kind of misdirection was for naught. Um, you know, again, it, it, it caught the league by surprise. But I don't think it accomplished everything that the Magic were hoping to accomplish. Again, at the end of the day, the Magic got their guy. That's that's really what matters. That's what makes this a success. And Orlando had plenty of points of contact with Paolo Bancaro. They reportedly interviewed him at the NBA Draft Combine, or they they spoke with him and his representatives then. They had several Zoom meetings on Wednesday, it sounds like, uh, where they got, they got all the information that they needed. They did the interview with him. They did the, the personality profile that they were looking for. Jeff Weltman assured everyone that the Magic got everything they needed from Paolo Bancaro and did not need a workout. If there's a lesson that maybe we should learn from this draft process as well as several other draft processes the Magic have had before, it's that the workout doesn't really matter. And like I said before, the workout is more about the job and it's a job interview. It's not about how you shoot. It's not about how you perform. It's about how you take coaching. It's about how you understand concepts. Um, and if the Magic did not feel that part was important to drafting Paolo Bancaro, then that part wasn't important to drafting Paolo Bancaro. Again, we'll see what the case is when he actually gets on the court and has to be coached. I, 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 again, I, I think people who are questioning what the Magic did are right to do so. Was all this cloak and dagger necessary? Um, you know, you're the, you have the number one pick. You could have very easily had played everyone by saying, hey, we want to bring everybody in. We want to interview everybody. We want all of you available to the media. We're celebrating the number one pick. We want to feed this narrative that we are making a choice. If anything, they should have done this with Chet Holmgren. 
because very clearly Oklahoma City wanted Chet Holmgren very, very badly. But the Magic wanted to create this perception that their choice was already made. Um, And for some reason, maybe they picked the wrong player to do that with. Maybe they should have done that with Paolo Bancaro and seen if someone would trade up to draft Jabari Smith Jr. I can't get into the head of why the Magic did what they did. Um, But they proved to the rest of the league exactly how they operate. They do not reveal information. They keep everything quiet, everything buttoned up. Weltman said that that was something that he was proud of his organization on Monday, last Monday when he spoke to the media. He is not ashamed of his organization and the way that they handle and deliver information. And if that's the one thing that he had to prove to the rest of the league, whether it was the agents, who again, maybe Mike Miller was in on it all along. I had heard some some report, some rumors and some reporting that Mike Miller was pretty much certain that the Magic were out on his client, or he was, or potentially that he was even de- uh, delaying his client or postponing workouts with his client um, because he wasn't so thrilled or so keen on the Magic, or, or think that the Magic were a realistic option. But again, maybe he was playing along with all of that. Um, we will forever have that video at the NBA Draft Lottery of Mike Miller dapping up Jamal Mosley saying, hey, I got your pick right here. Maybe we knew all, maybe they knew all along. I, I think it's fair to question whether this was the right strategy. Um, but at the end of the day, the Magic did prove that if you give them confidential information, they will keep it secret. The league will not find out. And that's how they operate. They're telling, they told the rest of the league in the spotlight, this is how we operate. We're going to do our business and we're going to do it quietly. And yeah, we can make the rest of the league think something that isn't true. And maybe that's valuable. Uh, certainly, I think the discretion is valuable. And it's, it's one of the, you know, it's a frustrating facet of this front office, but it is a, it is a good facet at the end of the day. But we'll see exactly how it all pans out in the end. We're going to talk a little bit about Caleb Houston, what he brings to the Orlando Magic uh, with the second round pick coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So save time and money when using Rock Auto. What? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for more than 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore the easy-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
So, uh, obviously, I, I think we spent a lot of time focusing on Paolo Bancaro. Let's give some love to second-round pick Caleb Houston uh, from Michigan. Um, a pick that I think surprised a few people. Um, I had heard his name bouncing around a little bit uh, in the first round. He's certainly a first-round talent player. Magic grabbing him at number 32, you would expect that. Um, this is a really interesting prospect. It's a little bit of a long-term project, a little bit of a long-term prospect here uh, for the Orlando Magic. Uh, but I, I do really like this pick. I think this does fill a need. And of course, if the Magic have the patience to develop him, if he can take that next step, um, he he could be a very, very strong player. Houston averaged about 10 points per game last year at Michigan. It was a disappointing season for the freshman. Shot around 35% from beyond the arc, but was a 78% free throw shooter. So definitely a sign that he could continue to improve as a shooter. And that, that's really the big thing that he provides. Um, he is... He projects to be a three and D player. He's six foot eight with a seven foot one wingspan, I believe. Um, so yeah, he checks off the length, obviously that the Magic like. Um, you know, he's he's just kind of rough around the edges everywhere. Um, Houston's story is really really interesting. He's from he's from the Toronto area, I believe, Mississauga, um, which is where Andrew Nicholson was from. Um, he he transferred to Montverde, played three years at Montverde, so he played alongside Kate Cunningham, Scotty Barnes last year or two years ago, played alongside Jalen Duran. Um, at the at the Central Florida powerhouse here, um, you know, so he's got talent. He was a four star recruit, um, one of the top high school recruits in his class. Um, going to Michigan, it all seemed like it was a, a, a kind of a fit for him, but he really really struggled last year. Um, whether it was just kind of the physicality of the game, he's got to add maybe a little bit more muscle. Whether it's kind of just picking up the speed of the game, it, it was a rough year, and it's very rare for a player with as high accolades as he has. Um, from high school to struggle as much as he did in the college ranks. But there were pockets and glimmers of how good he can be. Um, he had 21 points against Rutgers in Illinois in back-to-back games. He made five three-pointers in that game against Rutgers. So he can get hot and he can hit threes. The big thing is if you watch his tape, he's a really good set shooter. Um, you get him on a catch-and-shoot, he's going to hit it. He's going to make those shots. He does have NBA range. Uh, and so that's obviously a solid place to start. That's obviously a good place uh, for a young player to start, he can clearly define and carve out a role. He's got enough athleticism; he can do some straight lines, straight lines to the basket, and finish at the rim. That's 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 good too. But his game is just very very rough. Um, I think uh, he pulled out of the combine. He did not go to the NBA draft combine, which made everyone think that either he had a promise to go somewhere or that he was going to go back to college. I do think he probably would have been, he would have benefited from heading back to Michigan getting a second year. It worked for Benedict Matherin. It worked for Jay Nivey. Now, obviously, he uh, he was probably about as good as Benedict Matherin was his freshman year. Um, I think he would have benefited from that just to get more of those reps. Michigan would have featured him. Michigan would have given him the ball a little bit more. Um, he would have gotten a lot better. You know, He'd gone through the draft process, understand where he needs to get better. Um, I do think he would have gotten some value from that. And, and honestly, I would expect Houston to play a lot in the G League this year. Um, you know, I think I think the Magic do view him as a little bit of a long-term project, a super talented long-term project, but I do think they view him as that as that kind of long-term project. It wouldn't surprise me if, you know, they, I think they signed him to a contract, uh, to an NBA contract. I think he does take one of those roster spots, um, but it wouldn't surprise me if he gets a chunk of playing time in the G League this year. I think that will ultimately be best for his development. But if the Magic do invest in him, if the Magic do develop him right, he does have the opportunity to be pretty good. Um, he does have the opportunity to be a, a good 3 and D player, a great shooter, 
a guy who fits in around the core that the Magic are building. Because, you know, you look at this Magic roster, we're going to look at the Magic roster tomorrow. Shooting is still something that is very, very valuable. Something that is absolutely needed for this franchise and absolutely needed for this team to kind of take its next steps. Houston, I think, fits that. And so in that sense, I do like this pick. But it is certainly a gamble. This is not a guy that's going to step in immediately uh, and play. I mean, I think he can have his moments, but... This is a guy who you're going to have to very carefully tailor and define a role. He's going to have to accept that role. He's going to have to put the work in to improve. But if he does that, there is a spot. There is a role that you could carve out for him on this roster. So I think this was a good pick. I think this was a, a good upside swing for sure because he can be he is he can be very very good. Go watch his high school tape. Um, you know there it's it's all there for him. It's just about putting those pieces together and, and standing out once again. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore MD. Follow, subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himmel, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Now that you're done with us, go make your second listen to the Locked on NBA podcast. They're doing a complete recap of the NBA draft, I was a guest on Locked On NBA, uh, uh, t- uh, I believe on Monday, so you can definitely check me out there to talk a little bit more about Paolo Bancaro. With free agency coming up this week, Locked On NBA is your source to everything going on around the league. Daily updates as we get ready for free agency. We will talk free agency on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic. I'll kind of set the table with where the Magic are at roster-wise. Um, a few, maybe a few targets. We'll sprinkle in a few targets for who the Magic should chase after the needs that they have to fill, and all of that. It's going to be a fun free agency. And of course, don't forget Thursday, starting at around 5.45 p.m. Eastern time, maybe a little bit late, maybe a little bit earlier. Um, Starting around 5.45 p.m. Eastern time, we will do a live episode of Locked On Magic. We'll react to free agent signings and free agent goings-on as they happen, uh, talk a little bit about the Magic, what their free agency strategy will be, answer your questions, and react as the Magic do their free agency this year too. For me today, I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic, this is Bill another episode of Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.